The Ambassador at Ra's al Hag, Chapter 3, Five Become One, Part 2. More clues in the gully beside the road. The road was dark, but they were familiar with it. Centaur set a quick, steady pace. Mike and Biani matched it. They made good time. A few lights from the village glimmered in the distance. Centaur, just beyond that oak tree up ahead, Micah said, pointing at a large oak tree. Centaur slowed and stopped. Biani was already at the side of the road. This way, she said. Watch your step. It's not solid. She slid down the side. Centaur and Micah followed. Centaur looked around and then back up at the top of the gully. How did you? he asked. Micah smiled. I carried her, she said quietly. She turned and started walking along one side of the gully looking for tracks. Centaur shook his head. He looked over at Biani. Biani nodded. Yes, she did. She picked up Maru, made herself light, and walked up to the road, she said. With Maru? Centaur asked, shaking his head in disbelief. Biani nodded again. Then she turned and started walking along the side of the gully looking for signs. Centaur looked over at Micah. There's more to you than we know, isn't there, he thought. He smiled and shook his head. Look at this, Biani called out. Centaur walked over to where Biani was standing. Seems someone had trouble getting up the side, he pointed to a trail in the dirt. More than one. Someone else helped, he said. Up here, Micah said, waving at them from the road. Centaur looked up at her. How did you... Oh, never mind, he said. He drove his foot into the soft soil to make a step and started up. Biani seemed to float up the side. Centaur frowned a little as he joined them. My skills at becoming light need a little more work, he said. Biani smiled. Micah waved and then pointed at the ground. At least one of them is bleeding, she said. I'd give Maru more credit, Biani said, joining her. I said at least, Micah replied. Biani smiled sideways and nodded. Centaur leaned over to look at the tracks. Looks like they're going towards the village, he said. They aren't moving quickly. He turned his head, smiled, and shrugged his shoulders. Please, Micah said, extending her hand in a sweeping motion. Biani nodded. Centaur started off at a quick run, following the tracks he'd found. Micah and Biani kept to one side and just behind him. Crickets chirped, and Al called. There wasn't any wind. Centaur raised his hand to stop them. He pointed to a path with fresh footprints. He held up three fingers, then he pointed to the right and to the left. Biani and Micah nodded. They moved silently into place. Evil hides in plain sight. A clearing in the orchard. The clearing was lit by a three-quarter moon. Several rows of stacked baskets sat off to one side. The eight thugs were sprawled on the ground near them. What's wrong with you, the first woman said, holding her nose between her fingers and a bloody piece of cloth in her hand. The second woman snickered. What's wrong with you? You should have broken her nose, she said. Why did you leave her teeth, the third woman asked. The three women sneered. The first man laughed and rubbed his elbow. She's not going to get up again, he said. They all nodded. Look at what she did to my shirt, the second man said, holding the missing sleeve of his shirt. He rubbed his shoulder. I think my nose is broken, the third man said, holding a cloth over his nose. I think I've got some broken ribs, the fourth man said, holding his side. The fifth man rubbed his knee. She almost broke my knee. My foot might be broken. She stomped on my foot, he said. How dare she, the second woman said. 
You broke her arm, didn't you? The first woman asked. If you didn't, you should have. They all looked at each other and nodded. Centaur stepped out of the shadows and into the light. How dare she what, he asked, taking a fighting stance. He stood strong and tall, ready and able. The thugs tried to stand up. The first woman got to her feet. Who are you, she asked. My name is Centaur. How dare she what, he asked. He pulled himself up. He seemed to get bigger and taller. Much, much bigger. The second woman sneered. How dare she tell my brother no, she said, nodding to the second man. Centaur turned his head to one side. What did your brother want, he asked. His voice was deep, dark, and penetrating. He took a breath and centered himself. One of them was going to tell him exactly what he wanted to know. The third woman joined them. He only wanted her to put on one of those skirts and dance for us. Show us a few dances. But she said no. She could have done a few dances, but she didn't want to have any fun. So we showed her a good time, didn't we, she said. The thugs all laughed. Centaur lowered his head and set his shoulders. Micah stepped into view. So if she had just danced for you, she asked. Biani stepped out of the shadows. You would have left her alone? Really? Why should we believe you, she asked. The fourth man checked his ribs and stood up. Who are you and what business is this of yours? Get out of here, he said. Centaur looked at Micah and nodded slightly to the left. Biani smiled. She started to circle to the right. They moved in unison, never the same movements, not at the same time. They appeared to be drifting, but they were not. They maneuvered the thugs into position. Biani moved closer to where the women were standing. That woman you beat up, she said, is our friend, Centaur and Micah said together. Centaur stepped into the center facing the three men. You should not have done that, he said. Micah looked at the woman and the two men that remained. You should not have done that, she said. She shook her head and began to regulate her breathing. Biani stopped circling just between the two women. You should not have done that, she said. Yeah, too bad, the third woman said. So what? You three came out here all alone to tell us that? Ha ha ha. She got up and started toward Micah. The second woman laughed. Oh, take a hike, she said. You're uglier than she was, but we fixed that, didn't we? Ha 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 ha. Her face will never be the same. Ha 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 ha. She laughed. The third man stood up and looked at Centaur. Who do you think you are trying to give us orders? What a joke. Get out of here, he said. It seems our new friends would like a lesson, Biani said, settling through her center. Then we should give them what they want, Micah said, turning toward the third woman. Centaur moved into the space between where Micah and Biani could strike. He settled his weight into Centipool. I'm going to enjoy teaching them this lesson. He looked at Biani and Micah. Now, he said. Biani spun, dropped, and swept the leg of the third woman, breaking her leg and dislocating her hip. She spun through and caught the wrist of the second woman, twisting it to break her elbow and dislocate her shoulder. Before the first woman had time to blink, Micah took three steps, twisted behind her, and dropped her to the ground, breaking her knee and elbow. Centaur settled into Tiger and looked at each of the men approaching him. He watched them move. He waited, and then he moved. One went flying, two went down. None were getting up. All had broken ribs. They would be in pain for weeks. It would take months for the fractures to heal. 
the fourth man tried to blindside Centaur. Bionni spun into him, taking him down with a twist and breaking four of his ribs. Micah faced the second man. You hurt my friend, she said, her jaw tight, her shoulders set. So what if I did, the second man said. She could have been nice. Just put on skirt, do a dance, that's all. She should have done what she was told. He lunged at Micah. Micah stood absolutely still. She let him come at her. She could see his weight changes. As he got close, she shifted back to pull him off balance. He'd have to lean to reach her. He did. She moved before he knew she was thinking about moving. She delivered a hard kick to the groin that doubled him over and uppercut to the jaw and an elbow to his kidney that broke three of his ribs and a down strike that broke his shoulder. The path you choose. A clearing in the orchard. Centaur, Biani, and Micah step back to look at the thugs on the ground. You should not have hurt our friend, Centaur said in that great booming voice of his, all the louder for the surrounding quiet. You should not have hurt our friend, Micah said, her voice almost deeper than Centaur's. You should never think about doing that to anyone, and now you cannot. She sneered at the second man as he groaned. You should not have hurt our friend, Biani said. She didn't hurt you. We will tell everyone what you did to our friend. The whole village will know to keep away from you, she said. We will make certain of that, Micah said. Centaur looked at them. You don't want another lesson, do you? he asked. And he turned to leave. Biani looked around and followed him. They will remember this night for many years, she said. Centaur nodded. Micah started to follow them. She hesitated. She went back. She looked down at the second man writhing on the ground. You wanted my friend to dance for you. She said no. You should have listened to her, she said quietly. She began walking a circle around him. You beat up my friend because she didn't want to do what you wanted, what you ordered. She said no. You tried to force her to do what you wanted. She fought back, but she was only one against all of you. You and your hollow, hate-filled, tiny little world will never know what we have. You have no empathy. You have no friends. Community is something you exploit, not something you belong to. You are selfish and cruel. You have no use. You should not continue, she said. She stopped circling and stood over him. No, Micah, Centaur said, coming up behind her. He touched her arm. That is not our path. Let him be an example. The lesson has more value if he's still here to tell the story. Besides, he can't ever hurt anyone again, right? Micah nodded. His arms won't ever be the same, she said. Then what's the point, Centaur asked. Micah nodded. Let's go, she said. They started back to the road. Micah looked up at Centaur. Thank you she said. Centaur smiled at her. That's why I'm here, he said. Biani had gone ahead and was waiting near the path. She'd collected the food they'd hidden earlier. We'll need to talk with Master Tai in the morning, she said. Let's check on Maru first, Centaur said. Mike and Biani nodded. They each picked up several of the bags and started a quick run back to the compound. Returning. Micah, Maru, and Biani's room. It was still dark. Centaur had set a fast pace. How is she? Centaur asked as he came through the door. He dropped his bags and went over to Galen. Galen looked up. Centaur nodded. 
All of them? Galen asked. Yes, Centaur said. Galen nodded. Bionni and Micah came in behind Centaur. They dropped their bags and went over to Maru's bed. How is she? Bionni asked. Galen shook his head. I, I told you her injuries were serious. She can't breathe. Left a tear streaming down his cheeks. She can't breathe. He hung his head. I, I can't massage her lungs to help her. It hurts her too much. Bionni dropped her head and held herself with both hands. We have to do something. We have to. She can't. No, 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 we can't. There must be something. There has to be, she said. Galen shook his head. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't know how much longer, he said. No, Micah said. No, 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 she said. She stood there shaking her head. We need to get Master Ty, Centaur said. Micah was already out the door. Is there anything? The exterior garden at Master Ty's house. The compound was quiet. Micah ran to Master Ty's house. She pounded on the door. Master Ty, she called out. Master Ty! The lights came on. Master Ty opened the door. What is it? What's wrong? He asked. Master, we need help. We need your help. Micah said, Maro, Galen, Galen can't help her. Please come. Can you, can you, can you help her? Please come. She's our friend, she said. She started crying again. Of course, of course, Master Ty replied. He took both her hands in his. What is it? Tell me. I will help. Tell me, he said. He slowed his breathing and looked into her mind. He saw what had happened. Quiet. Quiet. Be still, he said, patting her hands. Wait here. I will come. Wait here. Not long, not long. He left the door open and disappeared inside. He came back wearing an outer cloak. There was a faint blue-white glow coming from under it. Let's go, he said. Micah started running. Master Ty passed her before she was halfway across the compound. Riches Beyond Wealth Micah, Maru, and Biani's room Centaur was standing next to Maru's bed. Galen was sitting beside her. Biani was on the other side opposite Centaur. Master Ty ran into the room. Micah was just behind him. Master Ty, Centaur said, nodding with respect. Master Ty, Biani said, bowing. Galen didn't move or look up. He was completely focused on Maru. Master Ty gently put his hand on Galen's shoulder. Galen looked up at him and shook his head sadly. What is the damage, Master Ty asked. Bruises and swelling to her kidneys, liver and spleen. Her stomach is partly ruptured. She can't breathe, Galen said. He was crying again. Master Ty, can you... Is there anything, he asked. Master Ty patted his shoulder and nodded. Yes, he said quietly. He took off his cloak and put it on the end of the bed. A jeweled amulet hung on a braided gold chain around his neck. It began to glow. The amulet had five rings. The outer rim was rose gold. The ring inside that was garnet. Inside that was pearl. The fourth ring was emerald and the fifth onyx. A brilliant white fire diamond in the center sent out a blue light. Master Ty, what's that? Micah asked. Master Ty took a deep breath. We have learned to use some of the ancient artifacts. This is the jewel of Theata. Only the keeper of the house of two knows of it, and you must never speak of it, he said. He sat down next to Maru. 
The glow from the amulet began to flutter. He dropped his chin and shook his head. Caitlin was watching. He started crying. No, 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 he said. Master Ty shook his head. The damage is worse. I'm not strong enough, he said. Can we help? Micah asked, stepping forward. We will do whatever you tell us, Master Ty. Centaur said firmly, stepping up next to Micah. Whatever she needs, if I have it, it's hers, Bionni said firmly, stepping up next to Centaur. Galen looked at Master Ty. You just said you are not strong enough. Can I do it? Can we do it? What must we do? Whatever it is, we will do it. She is our friend, he said. Master Ty shook his head. There is a way. But all the elements must join. You are not ready. You are not ready, he said sadly. Centaur looked at him. What must we do to be ready? We are here. What else is needed, he asked. Whatever we can do, we will do, Galen said. Master Ty looked at each of them. They all had tears in their eyes. They were all begging him to help Maru. He could see their pain, and he could see they were ready to do whatever they could do for their friend. He looked into their hearts. They are worthy, but they need time, he thought. He looked at Maru and shook his head sadly. He took a deep breath and lowered his eyes. Don't give up, Master, please, Bionni pleaded. She is our friend. It is not her time. There is more for her to do. We will do whatever you ask us to do, Master. If there is a way to help her, we will do whatever we must do, she said. They all nodded. We will do whatever you tell us, Master, they said with one voice. Master Ty heard them. They are worthy, he thought. He nodded. Very well. Come here. You, Centaur, over there, opposite me. Galen, let me sit there. You come here and stand next to me. Maru, across from Galen, Bionni, next to Centaur. Master Ty sat down next to Maru, took her hand and whispered, You must join too. You are the fifth element. The jewel fluttered, growing weaker and stronger by turns. Master Ty shook his head again. He looked up and then at each of them. His eyes grew dark and hard and full of immense power. I am going to show you more than you are ready to see. You must listen to me, he commanded with a cruelty and depth in his voice that they had never heard. This will not be pleasant. You will see what I see. You will see what Maru sees. You will see what you each have seen. He stopped shaking his head, looking at them again. No. You can't. It's too early. He weren't ready, he said. Tell us what we must do, Master, Centaur said firmly. We will do it. They will not. Master Ty shook his head. His voice grew deeper. You must pay attention only to what I say, only to me, nothing else. You can have no thoughts other than mine. You must do exactly as I tell you. 
There was cruelty and compassion in his tone and a hardness that seemed impenetrable. Take my hand, he said, reaching for Galen's hand. Micah, take Galen's hand and Centaur's. Centaur, hold Bionni's hand. Bionni, take Maru's hand. Slow your breathing. Clear your minds. Do not allow anything you see to overcome you. Know that you are here in this room together. Pay attention only to this room. There is no place other than this room. Breathe deeply. Be here. Now. There is nowhere else. Here. Now. Focus on mending and weaving. Move with the breath, gentle and soft, warm and light. Connect the breath. Breathe in, breathe out. The glow from the jewel around his neck changed to a deep, vibrant red. His voice grew quieter. He repeated the instruction over and over with each breath, mending and weaving, gentle and soft, warm and light. Connect the breath. Breathe in. Breathe out. They began to breathe in unison. Time seemed to stop. Only their breathing mattered. Only Marmot mattered. The glow from the jewel gradually became strong and steady. It changed from deep red to green and then to blue and then to brilliant white. The light expanded, becoming stronger and stronger until it covered Maru's entire body. The inner emerald ring began to glow intensely bright. The garnet ring glowed brilliant red. Maru stirred a little. The glow from the jewel was steady. Master Tai smiled. He released Galen's hand, but kept hold of Maru's hand. She will be fine now, he said. He looked at each of them and smiled. He stood up, picked up his cloak, and put it on to cover the amulet. Master, what we saw, Centaur asked, for all of them. Yes, Master Tai said. He stepped closer to Centaur and looked at him thoughtfully. Yes, you could. Of all these, you could. You could, he said. But you must understand, power is not kind to those who hold it. He took a breath. The jewel of Theara gives what is given, he said. Centaur looked at him, puzzled. It gives what is given, he asked. Like a friend, it gives what it is given, Master, she asked. Yes, Master Ty nodded. Do not speak of it again. Bianni shook her head. I do not understand. It gives what is given, she asked. Galen nodded to Master Ty and then turned to Bianni. The jewel amplifies. It doesn't decide, he said quietly. Master Tai nodded. Yes, he said. You cannot reveal that you know of it. You must not reveal you have seen it. Micah turned her head. Master Tai. If, if we had not listened to you, if, if we had thought we, we, we could have Master Tai nodded. You are her friends. You care deeply for her. 
I knew you would do what I told you to do. I knew all of these things. And I asked you. He looked at each of them again. Do not speak of this, he said. Maru needs to know, Gillen said. Yes, she must know, Master Ty replied. Could I have some water, Maru asked. Master Ty, she said, trying to get up. What, what, what happened? I remember feeling awful. Everything hurt. The pain was so bad. I couldn't breathe, but now... I feel almost like I just had a nice nap. What happened? Master Ty smiled at her. Be still. I am going. You are staying. Your friends will tell you. You will be fine, he said, and walked out the door. You're going to be fine, Galen said, smiling at her. That's what just happened. What's the last thing you remember, Centaur asked. Being dumped in the ditch, Mara replied, wrinkling her nose. Now you are here, Galen said, grinning. We're very glad you are here, Micah said, smiling at her. Do you want us to tell you what happened, Bionni asked? Mara smiled. No, I want to guess what happened for the rest of whatever. Of course I want you to tell me, she said, sitting up. She looked around, waiting for them to say something. They all laughed. That concludes this chapter, this episode of The Ambassador.